to another episode of Baggers Chat. My name is Mitch Pattinson, and as always, I'm joined by Ethan Duffy, and it's a happy birthday today for you, mate, because, uh, of course, it's your birthday, 11th of May. We are uh, recording this on a Thursday, but, of course, we're going to try and release it on Friday morning at 9 a.m. But um, how are you, mate? Happy birthday, and um, how's the day treated you so far? Yeah, it's good, mate. Um, I'm going, going very well. Hopefully, uh, the, the Blues uh, kind of perform this weekend for the for the birthday, in a sense. It's two days away, but um, I can't <laughs> A week like you, people usually do but nah today's been good you know getting messages and calls and from friends friends and family so it's been good mate you know it's good to hear mate um so is there anything planned for the weekend like other than Carlton of course is there anything yeah. else family as you said I know that we've had a I know I know that you had had at least an hour call with a family member earlier but uh how about that mate uh is there anything else planned for, for either weekend Oh, nothing much really. Um, obviously, Carlton on Saturday night, and obviously had the party last weekend. But I'm uh, I've got a family lunch today, so uh, I'm just gonna be talking. Who's gonna be uh, omitted for this clash? <laughs> Here we go. All right, so let's get into the bigger things, shall we? So, of course, uh, we're playing the Western Bulldogs this week, uh, round nine. Once again, it's crazy how quickly this season has gone already. So, of course, Saturday, thirteenth of May this week, uh, seven o'clock, uh, seven thirty at Marvel Stadium. So, um, once. Once again, it's a it's another chance for us just to move on from what we saw last weekend. It's just another chance for us just to produce something different, and we we give them enough chances. And once again, they have another chance this week. So, um, very quickly before I move on to you, Daffy Boy, uh, injury update. So, of course, TDK is fit to play. Um, of course, if he clears the AFL twelve day concussion protocols. Um, Matt Owies is in contention after a VFL return. So I reckon he's an uh, absolute lock in. Uh, we need to bring him back into his side. Um, Zach Fisher isn't, so he's not injured, but I also thought I'd mention his game in the VFL. So he got 32 disposals um, and he could be back in contention. But it was interesting about Zach Fisher because he was playing on the ball. So that's why yeah. that's why I think what we need to try and change where Zach Fisher is never going to play on the ball as a genuine midfielder in this midfield yeah. side because he's just not... Um, I don't think he's good enough where we've got yeah. other midfielders, but he might be a good um, a good change through that midfield. So that was something that I think we need to try and touch on where I don't see the point of that. Um, I don't know if we're just trying to get him his confidence up with having a big game like that. I'm not too sure. But, of course, Matt Cottrell is also the last one who might also be considered. So that will be a big um, – those four players are a big um, addition if they really are – playing well, but Duffy Boy, out of those four, who do you think? Yeah, obviously they're four guys that probably can be in our best 22. Um, I will touch on the inclusions um, in a sec, but yeah, with all those guys, they can definitely all come in. I think um, they all provide something different. Obviously, I've got to say, Matty always is a lock. He has to be a lock this weekend. Um, I think there's a little stat that uh, this season, every game he's played, we haven't lost. So, uh, Matty Owies, uh, get in the side, please. Uh, we need you. But, yeah, no, Fish had a good game. Uh, it was just a matter of do you give him another week or um, do you get him straight in? He's probably – he's definitely good enough to come straight back in. Yeah. Um, obviously, Cotters, um, who could be in my inclusions. Mm, yeah, spot on. And, of course, we will touch on some other injuries that we aren't expected to come out this week. But – of course, David Cunningham, Caleb Marchbank, and Jack Martin are all one to two weeks away. It most likely will be two weeks. Um, unbelievable. I'm going to say that once again. Unbelievable. It's the same few names. I mean, Cunner's a little bit stiff because he, of course, had that ACL injury uh, 2021. 
Um, and before that, he's been quite uh, he's been quite good with injuries. I mean, he has had many, but Caleb Marchbeck and Jake um, and Jack Martin, same thing every single year, where it's just they get an injury, which turns out to be one to two weeks, but it turns out to be six to eight, and follows on, follows on. So, Daffy Boy, what are your thoughts on this? Is this more just down to luck, or is it more just down to Andrew Russell and him not doing his job, or is it even the players not doing the correct rehab? Oh, I think there's a mix of everything there, but I think with these three guys, I think they could be the most unluckiest blokes in history. Hold on. Um, it's actually creating a bit of frustration between in the uh, you know Carlton community, like the fan community, because I think all these three guys can be definitely their best twenty-two on their yeah. day. So um, yeah. it actually hurts us on field. I think Jack Martin would have been perfect the last couple of weeks, just that kind of connecting high, high half forward. Yeah. March Bank can definitely replace one of our struggling key backs. And then um, Cunners can provide a bit of pace in that midfield, I think. So um, I think with these guys, I think you look at the injury report every week and they're one to two weeks every week. So um, how long is this fucking one to two weeks? Is it like that, <laughs> what's going on there? <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm saying, where it's like you kind of look at me like, oh, okay, one to two weeks, that will be back in the VFL next week. Oh, wait, it's yeah. one to two weeks again. Is that a glitch? The week after, still one to two weeks. It turns out to be four weeks, happy boy. So not to know what's going on there. And, of course, to touch on some unlucky players, Sam Philp is, of course, after the season once again with a foot injury, which is just – I feel really bad for the guy because you yeah. can't – I mean, like, of course, you can be angry about it as supporters because we we know that this guy was actually quite a quite a um, quite a shining light to this side. But also, you have to feel for him because you know that he wants to be out there more than anyone. And of course, he's out for the season again, um, along with Zach Williams. So, uh, we'll transition now into the potential inclusions. Daffy boy, who have you brought in, and who have you brought out of this uh, side from last week? So I've got three ins uh, for mine, and this is a guy I touched on before. Obviously, Matty Owies. I've got Matty Owies coming in the side. My second in is the, uh, as, as Vossi calls him, the super sub. Uh, <laughs> Matty Kennedy's going to be coming in. He'll be playing an actual full-time role, as he yeah. deserves. Yeah. And my third in, it's going to be his first game of the year. It's going to be his first game of the year. The, the Cotters. I've got Cotters coming in. Hey. I'll talk about my outs, and I'll kind of link it back to my ins here. Uh, my outs will be, obviously, Josh Honey um, omission. Uh, Ed Kerno omission, and I got Ollie Hollands uh, managed just just for this week. Maybe I, I don't know if it's he, he's getting his touches, he's getting his uh, running numbers up. Uh, I just think he might need a you know a week off and then get him straight back in maybe for a pies clash uh, next week. So we'll talk about that next week. But um, I think I think always kind of uh, he obviously he replaces Honey in that um, small forward role. Ed Kerner, I just feel like he's been kind of drifting in and out of games. He doesn't need to be in our best 22 anymore. Oh, we love Ed. Um, if, if Ed's watching, yeah, we love you, mate. But uh, you get a week off, mate. Uh, but I think Cotter's that perfect kind of link-up guy, especially last year. If there's an injury, you know, half-back, he can play that role. Half-forward, he can play that role. And on the wing, obviously, um, for mine, I think he replaces Holland, but he can also play that high half-forward role. So, yeah. um, And then, obviously, um, Matty Kennedy is probably replacing oh, – it's just Ed Kerner, but I think he just has to be in for mine, um, whether it's playing high half-forward. Just don't be half-back, for Christ's sake, Bossy. Please just don't be half-back. Yeah, completely spot on. Um, those three I, I completely agree with. So – of course, I've made four changes this week, and I think uh, we also will just quickly just touch on that Nick Newman. Uh, of course, the last episode that we did, um, we were expecting him to miss, but of course, he is free to play because we appealed it, and I mean, he is free to play. So that's great to see that Nick Newman, because I mean, we we know how valuable he is for this side. So for him to be in that back six um, and 
maybe brings now that Nick Newman is playing, I've actually brought someone out at our back line. So of course <laughs> I brought in Matt Kenny, wow. um, Matt Owies, Matt Cottrell. I, I completely the same, and I brought in Jordan Boyd. Okay, okay. so I in Jordan Boyd. So that gives you a, li- a little bit of a clue of who could it be, Daffy Boy? Who could it be? So, of course, I've got the exact same omissions uh, and managed. So I've got Ed Kerner out, Josh Honey out. I don't think he is to play another AFL game again, unless he <laughs> well and truly, when he comes into an AFL team, and I don't know what his role is, because if it's yep. too similar to, like, Jesse Motlop, they have a different type of um, X Factor. Zach Fisher, you have a different type of X Factor when he plays. You've got a Corey Dern down there. He's got this speed. What does Josh Honey offer that is different? That's yep. that's that's my one question, and I feel like Voxy just needs to send him back to the VFL and maybe change a role because obviously that yep. just isn't working for him. So Ollie Hollands, of course, I've got as well managed. I think I completely agree. I, I don't want to burn the kid out because yep. when you start to play too many matches, when you've got a guy like Matt Cottrell there and also Lockie O'Brien who played half decent as well, Matt Cottrell's my first pick. I think Cottrell has to come in for Hollands because that's a like-like. Yep. Now my last one, <laughs> the vice captain. Jacob Wiedering. Jacob Wiedering, I am dropping it. And everyone would be saying, I don't think we can afford it. I don't think we can afford it as well. I am saying if I was in the coaching box and team selection this week, you need to put a line in the sand. Now, I'm going to say this. So, of course, if Sam Durden was fit, Jacob Wiedering would be omitted, in my opinion. If he was fit, that would be a line. But I'm going to say this right now. I think if we were to drop Wiedering this week, I don't think we will. But I'm saying if I was a coach, Lewis Young yep. to go on Rory Lobb. Okay. Brody Kemp yep. to have his well, um, his his chance to have his second um the second defender and, and to go yep. on the best key forward in 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 the lineup, which is um Aaron Norton. And size-wise, I think Brody Kemp's about 192. Aaron Norton's only four centimeters taller than him. So it is a bit of a gap, but I think Brody Kemp um is quite Good in the air, like aerially, like um, aerial. Uh, what's the word? Aerial. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think he's quite good to be like in the air. He's 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 um he's quite agile. So I think it's good to yeah. see that Brody Kemp and I reckon like, we can well and truly um actually get this done. And then also as we spoke about before the episode, Uwe Hagen, if he's not playing because he, I mean he's yeah. he's obviously a test this week. He might not be playing. And even if he is playing, I think Mitch McGovern can be that intercept defender, but also go on Uber Hagen as well. So out of those guys, is that it, like, especially with Jacob Wiering, is this something that we could afford to do this week? It's 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 a it's a topic. I think a lot of people are. It's a you don't really want to talk about it because we don't, we shouldn't be talking about Wiering getting dropped. Which yeah. is obviously the way he's been playing, like you said, he, he's he's should be on borderline dropped, but. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough. I think if Hugo Hagen plays, even if the other guys play, it's going to be, um, I, I like your reasoning. I hundred percent love your reasoning. Like I, I'll do it in a heartbeat, yeah. but I just feel, I just feel like this with, with Kemp, Young, um, and Gov, they can no. be three guys that, uh, not inexperienced, but like, especially down back, you just don't have that leader. I know a hundred percent weeders is, like been terrible, he's been terrible, but I feel like he's the type of guy that could stand up in a game like this um, against a four-tall lineup. I think you just can't afford to have it. Maybe you might go well next week against the Pies. Their forward line's obviously more small, so yeah. 
and you could do it. I, I don't yeah. know. It's tough. It's so tough. Like like you said, Sam Durden would come straight in. I reckon for mine. Unfortunately, he's injured. Of course, the week we we bloody need him. So, yeah, um, yeah it's going to be interesting. They're they're tall forwards are dangerous, but they, they, we can we can get it done. I think we match up well against them most years. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the one thing about wearing is that I I would I probably would rather rather than him being omitted, I just want him to come because we all know that something is in his head when he goes out to play the yeah. game. And that is not good enough from a vice captain. We love you, Weedering, if you're watching. We love you. <laughs> but I think he just needs to put the team first at the moment. And 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 we don't know if if he is every single week saying, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. I want to try and go out there and show like, and like we might think, he might think that his number one priority is Captain Football Club. And of course we want him, we, we want that. But it just doesn't seem like that. He just seems lost. And that's mm. not like Jake Wettering that we've ever seen before. And we drafted him yeah. in 2015, end of 2015. We haven't seen this before. So that's just no. one thing about, I would, I don't know whether it's because I, well, like I also had here weirdering omitted, but also managed either or just have yeah. him, just give him a break for a little bit. And and whether it's weirdering coming out and saying, I need a break, or if it's Vossi saying, mate, we, we are giving you a break. You need to sort out your head. Either or, I just think it needs to happen in the next few weeks before the season is over. Because in the next few weeks, he's playing in the next, he's playing in the most important position. You can't afford to have that out there with a guy that's might be vulnerable to this side. And I'm not yeah. saying he is because we know how much we love Wittering. We know how much of a good, how good of, of a player he could be. Right now, he just needs to sort out his head. So I would now of yeah. course, transition into some, um, some of the lines in the, um, for this week, of course. And of course, we'll start off with the defenders against their forwards. So, of course, I put the defenders. I didn't put any names down there, but of course, it's expected to be Lewis Young and Jake Wittering up against Aaron Norton and Rory Lobb, with of course yep. um, Google Hagen um, also a threat down there. So we just touched on it, of course. But out of those three, and maybe some small forwards as well to touch on, who do you think is the most worrying for you? Yeah, well, to be honest with you, yeah, this year I haven't really tuned into too many dogs games. Obviously, on the Friday nights I have, but they just don't really. Uh, feel to me very much. <laughs> well, not, no, no disrespect. They're playing all right yeah. footy. They're, they're very decent side. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's. I think that's their weapon this season. I think obviously they've got a lot of forwards, a lot of forwards. Yeah. Um, in in Rory Lobb, who's obviously has his mixed uh, critics. Obviously, he's got his positive critics. I, I think he's actually solid um, as that kind of high half forward taking clunks. Yeah. And obviously, Aaron Norton's hit and miss. He can he can grab the ball, just can't kick the ball. Hopefully, that happens again this weekend. But like I said before, um, Wiedering can do a job on any of these blokes, I think. I think he can – probably a lob, I'd imagine he'd go to. Yeah. Uh, it's tough because they're all very agile in a way, aren't they? So, um, and obviously, they've got their smalls in Waitman and um, Artie Jones, who's been um, pretty handy as well. But I think we can get the job done there um, in the small forward kind of department. Mm. And, yeah, like also like – well, like Arthur Jones, he's playing some sort of a set. Like, I think he's been that um, X factor down in the forward line. Because yes. when Wait- Waitman was kind of like when he was having those few weeks off, I think it w- was the injury and he was, of course, brought back into the side. That's added something to the doggies. And they seem a little bit quicker because, of course, yeah. they have the three tools down there with Norton, Lobb, and um, Ugo Hagen, which is also a little bit agile. But you also have Waitman down there with Arthur, like Arthur Jones and also Scott as well. Like, there's a few, like, a few guys down there that can transition a transition through there and of course Bont and Pally can also go down there as well. So um yeah, yeah I think out of those uh those forwards that I just mentioned and um of course you mentioned as well I just think 
The one name is probably Aaron Norton. Um, I think he he's a big threat, um, especially at Marvel. Um, if yep. he starts taking some marks and and he can have his kicking boot on Saturday night, um, he's going to be a big threat for us for, of course, the game. But now we'll transition now into the midfield. So as as we do every single week, we name three midfielders from us and three mid- midfielders from them. Um, I've taken Walsh out and I've brought the, the guy that we expect to play a full game, of course, this week. So Patrick Cripps, Matthew Kenny and Adam Chera, who's had an absolutely fantastic season, coming up against a guy who's also probably leading the Brownlow medal um, right now, which is, of course, Marcus Bontempelli, Libertore, and, of course, Bailey Smith. So Smith is having a pretty underrated season as well. I think he's been great. Um, and, of course, with Adam Trawl, uh, with Adam Trawl missing um, this week with a hamstring injury, I think Bailey Smith will probably be, um, I guess, taking over that Trawl role in a way, which he will get a little bit more ball and a little bit more um, set and bounce attendance. So... Out of these three, um, and of course, maybe also had Jack McRae in there as well. Who do you think is the biggest threat for um, for the Western Bulldogs midfield? Yeah, well, I think a name there with Jack McRae. I think his his clearance work is is phenomenal. And I think yeah. if we can't get on top of that, it's going to really hurt us. Considering our ball movement out of back fifty, D fifty. Yeah, I think um, with with the clearance game, obviously that was what we kind of based our game off last year. It's going to be crucial this weekend. If we can get some clean clearances, get it deep inside 50. Yeah. So I feel like when we, I feel like when we break it even with teams, so like we don't tend to lose the clearances, do we? We don't tend to lose them, but I think if we break even, it's almost, we lose the game. Yeah. I think we really need to dominate um, in that area. And that's going to be tough with Bonds and Pelly, who's probably arguably the best player in the competition right now. Yeah. Um, we've got the Brownlee medalist there, but I think Bonds and Pelly is Jesus, man. Like, if, you, if, if you're a super coach fan and you got him, he's uh, he's the man to have. And then obviously Libba, um, he's another clearance ball. And then like Bailey Smith, like you said, he provides that pace inside and outside though. I think, yeah. that's, the, I think that's the thing about him. But then you look at our guys, you know, uh, Cripps, he's having kind of a, he's having a solid year, I think. I think he struggled a lot last week. Just think he couldn't get his game going much. A lot, really, the team couldn't. But uh, Kennedy obviously had his 13 touches last week. And um, I think he can really help us in that kind of stoppage and clearance game. He drives them all forward first for yeah. us. I think he, he's that guy, he's that kind of barometer in terms of we know when he has the ball, he's getting it fucking 100 metres down the ground. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he loves getting the ball forward, which I love. Um, and Adam Chera is leading the BNF. Um, and I think if he keeps playing on this, he will be – he's got to be up there with top players in the competition this season. I think yeah. he's – I saw something on SCN yesterday. They were saying, oh, he's having a great year, like, stats-wise. But I think his impact's been – Enormous. Yeah. He's not just having empty stats, though. It's good to see, and he's just showing the class because we got him over from the Dockers for what pick pick eight, pick nine, and everyone was kind of going, "Oh, but we got a genuine midfielder. Mm. You get a lock yeah. with a pick eight and nine. You don't know if it's going to be good or not. It might be a bust yeah. the way we've been picking, you know, the last five or six years. So um, no, Ches has been good, and the midfield battle. I think we won it last year, so hopefully we'll win it again this year. Yeah. And you touch on there like about Adam Chera, which I completely agree with, where he doesn't get enough credit because yep. the games that we're losing, he's still probably getting Brownlow votes. So yep. there, there's not a lot of talk about Adam Chera right now. And of course, last week when he had that press conference, um, I think that's how you can tell. And and, and that's and that's another <laughs> thing you can touch on actually about Adam Chera. Actually, let's very quickly touch on that, I reckon, because we were, I mean, of course, the last episode we were talking about Brian Cook and saying, um, I guess about the whole thing about um, if we don't make finals, it's not a failure. Uh, it's not a failure, which we were like, wow, that's a leader of the club. But it now seems that it's transitioning now into the players and the coaches. 
So very quickly before we touch on something else to do with the midfield, Adam Cherart with him saying that, do you reckon that was a mistake from his end? Do you reckon that was saying that um, that he well and truly believes? Because I I could feel a little bit of he didn't want to say it. It was no. very um, just an act in a way. And I feel like a lot of our press conferences, and, and, a, and a, of course I, they have to be a lot of it. They have to be very professional. But do you reckon that was a little bit of an act from Adam Chera's, um point of view? Yeah, well, if you like, for everyone who's watched most of the press conference, it was like an eight-minute press conference. Most of the answers were very similar in terms of, you know, it's like he's gone before the media. The media team's gone. You know, you got to get these questions, and this is the lines you, we want you to prepare for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm looking at it now. And I'm not so angry about what kind of Cook and um, Chair are saying. Obviously, obviously, the finals are the goal, and yeah. clearly, Chera is going to want to play finals, right? So yeah. you're going to look at it that way. And I think someone said, I know it's frustrating now, but I think in terms of growth for our team, it's not going to be linear. It's not just going to be straight up and we're going to win a premiership. It's going to come with little fucking, yeah. you know, fluctuations. You know what I mean? I know that's, it's hard to say right now because we just want four, top four, top four, premiership, yeah. premiership. But in growth, in terms of, do you just want to be a finals team or do you win the whole fucking lot? Yeah. You know what I mean? We're building a team to get to there. We're not building a team to be six to ten, like yeah. a lot of teams have done for a long time. You know, yeah. um, obviously the way we're playing, have a go at the performance. Yeah. Have a go at the performance because the performances have been terrible. Yeah, but in terms of the way that the players looking at, it, obviously they're wanting to keep keep building. Obviously, you know, it's 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 right now it's it's a struggle because we're four yeah. and three. But look, in three weeks' time, if we're winning games, and you go shit, maybe they'll right in terms of we're just trying to build. Yeah. You know, obviously, said that the performances aren't good enough. Yeah, but I think that answer, like you said, I think it was more prepared for him rather than he wanted to say it. Spot I think it's t- really tough answer. Like I know you go, you go like, oh yeah, we want to play finals, 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 and then in ten weeks' time we miss by a game again, and then they go, oh, you know, look at Chera, what he said. You know, what I mean? it's it's a, it was more of a PR, like a yeah, I guess like a, you know, media trained question and answer. So yeah, um, it's tough to really put a finger on it. Yeah, and we touched on there about Chera, and I guess just like there's no way that these players can go into a season and not think no. about like there's no way, and no, there's no way, and there's no way that there's people who would like, and that's what I'm saying about Adam Chera and about this press conference in in particular was I think it was it seemed quite staged, but also there's no way that he can walk out of that press conference and be like because he's obviously getting told to do to act like that. Which is, I mean, which is completely fine because he's a player, but yeah, and also he's a young player. Like it's all like that's. I would have loved to see Cripper or Weeders all yeah. she do that press conference. Why was it Chera? That was <laughs> so unbelievable to um to really and, and we won't spend too much time on that because that's in the past and now we're looking forward. So, um, of course now we'll touch on the Rucks, um, Pitnett v English. So English right now is probably one of the best ruckmen in the comp right now, but. I don't know what it's something in me, Duffy Boy. I think it's more to do with the, uh, of course, the love for Pitto. But I think he can actually beat English this, this week. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, I think he's been fantastic English for them. I think he, he's almost a fourth midfielder when he's in there, um, and his his tap work's been a lot better this season. I, yeah. I think the past seasons, they've, re- I think internally the dogs have kind of underrated him, and they've always had someone with him like a Stefan Martin. But I think he's kind of flourishes on his own. Because um, he's that midfielder who runs all day. He was getting thirty touches in the wet against fucking West Coast or something. Well, that's a ruckman, man. Like he's yeah. a very, very modern day ruckman. I think he's very, very good. It'll be a tough task for Pito in terms of around the ground because he goes real deep 
He like he gets he gets the kicks from the kickouts. Like I've got him as super coach. So I'm fo- every dog game. I'm focusing on how he plays, and obviously it's just like he's deep in defence, and then down forward he's kicking goals. Yeah, and it's just around the ground. He's picking balls up. Like it's going to be a tough task for Pito, but tap work wise, it's going to be a bit of a tough for English because I think Pito he's he's kind of not setting the benchmark, but I think he's definitely up there with a Gorn or a, a Grundy in terms of tap work. Um, he's kind of setting the benchmark, so it's going to be a good kind of matchup for him. Yeah, completely spot on. And with, of course, Rory Lobb transitioning through as that second ruck up against, yeah. hopefully it is a Lewis Young, but it might be a Silvani. I don't, I, I, I'm going to ask this now. Do you reckon you would rather Lewis Young or Jack Silvani as a second ruck? I think this weekend it's got to be sauce. And and that's for a sense of because their forwards are so tall that, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. spot on. I completely agree. And I think that might confuse Lewis Young a little yeah. bit too much. It does. Yes. And yeah, I think Silvani, if he transitions through that as that second ruck, I reckon that's great for him because he gets more of the ball. He's around it more. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, and I reckon he's actually quite a solid second ruck, Silvani. And he can come up against a Rory Lobb, and of course he'll probably lose a tap. But that, it, like, it's his ground ball gets any, like, it's around that because yeah. he can be more agile and he can be a little bit more, um, like, ground ball. Like, he can act like a midfielder rather than yeah. a second ruckman because you know that we've got Pitnet there as well. So, yeah. I don't know, like, I completely agree. I think Silvani has to be the second ruck this week. But, um, of course, with the ruckman, um, I, like, I know Pitnet, um, I reckon he is well and truly up to this contest. But I just have a feeling that if he can start to get going and the midfielders can start to get going, there's something about this week where we yep. – I just feel everything might click. And I don't want to jinx anything at all. But um, I'm really excited. And, of course, to get it into the um, into the forward line, we have to touch on our forwards. So, of course, Harry Mackay and Charlie Curnow up against Gardner and, of course, the former blue, Liam Jones. So this is, of course, the first time that he's played against his former side. Um, hopefully there is a bit of a bit of jump. Yeah, it could be, I reckon. But I hope there is because I hope yeah. they get into him and say, well, I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter what he what he chose. He chose to go to the Western Bulldogs. But be bold. It's the, it's the same thing as last year. Just be what last year was, so, and we weren't afraid of players. We weren't intimidated. This year, yeah. be more bold. Try and get in their faces. Yeah. Uh, so forward line, of course, Harry McQuay and Charlie Kerner. What do you think um, might might shape out this contest? And of course, who do you think will go on which? Yeah, well, you look at you look at those two blokes. We say it every week for fuck's sake, just break open the game. Obviously, yeah. obviously, Charlie's been good. I thought he struggled last week, but. In terms of ball use going inside fifty, like fuck, how are you to kick goals out of that inside? Yeah. Like we barely hit up a lead. I think we hit up like two leads last week, so that's got to improve. We yeah. win games off the back of that stuff. So, um, and obviously Harry, I think he cops a lot. Harry, I think he cops. Obviously, you know he's, he's kicking, and you know there's always talk about that. He's been talking about that for his whole career for Christ's sake. Even when he won the Coleman, everyone was sucking that he snapped it all the time. I think his work around the ground is phenomenal. But I just want to get your thoughts on on Charlie. There's a there's three guys in the competition with ball in hand that are the their stats wise bit biggest impact on the game. Like yeah. when they have the when they have the ball, their impact biggest in the competition. Number one, Jeremy Cameron. Yeah. Number three is Dacos, Nick Dacos. Who's number two? Who's uh, number two? Oh, well, Charlie. Charlie yeah, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie yeah, Pano, yeah. I want him up the ground. Yeah, I want Harry one out in the fucking fifty. He's yeah. a big lad. Can't take him on one on one. I want Charlie up the ground playing that kind of Jeremy Cameron. Have you seen his ball use? Like it's fantastic. He targets. He's the only yeah. guy actually. Targets going forward. Yeah, like he went 
just around the play. Like he's he's that athlete. He's explosive. Yeah, I think we're too afraid to have him. You know, higher up the ground. I don't know why. Mm. He's a, he's that perf- He's literally like a Cameron in terms of body type. Yeah, he's born. This is good enough. He gets a lot of the ball. Yeah, um, but I want Harry a bit more deeper because then yeah. he get more of. Because I feel like in twenty twenty one he was more deep. Obviously, being deeper. the one guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. He can go up the ground too. Not saying yeah. he can't. Yeah, but time comes. I want him deep one on one in that goal square. Yeah, let him be his own. But yeah, what are your thoughts, mate? Well, I completely agree because I reckon when, like, in our first ten se- um ten seasons, ten rounds <laughs> last year. What yeah. we were seeing a little bit, and I don't remember for sure, but I feel like what it was is Harry Mackay was playing deeper because he was, of deeper. course, a reigning common medalist, and Charlie yeah. Curtis was up the ground getting the ball to Harry. Yes. So that's a thing. And I'm like, and and of course, it's this is why we're so fortunate that we have two forwards playing up the ground. But I reckon Charlie Curtis is a perfect, and we've been crying out for this for about four or five weeks because we've yeah. been seeing Jeremy Cameron dominate. Okay. moving up the ground and stuff. And it, well, that's just another aspect that Geelong can really um, rely on to really get them going. But if we can yeah. have that where Harum Kwai is deep forward, as you said, he will get more goals and he'll get more shots on goal. Harry just needs more shots on goals, uh, yeah. more, more shots on goal so he can get his confidence up. He's just not getting enough shots on goal. Yeah. And yeah. Just Charlie, like... I reckon it would be the perfect guy to move up the forward and actually um, yeah. up the ground and actually get the ball into Harry. So I completely agree. Of course, now we'll just quickly just touch on the small forwards as well. Um, of course, I've got um, speaking about Harry McCoy and Charlie Kerner, I think we, the small forwards have to be touched on. So um, I think very uh, likely that we'll see Matt always return. And of course, with Jesse Motlop down there and Corey Dernan, maybe even a Zach Fisher might come in after that really good game in the VFL. Who, who do you see maybe coming in and um, how do you see that small forward shaping out with maybe Silvani playing as that second ruck and might give the chance for the small forwards to really start to dominate this game? Oh, I think the one key problem we're having with our smalls is kicking goals. Yeah. They can't kick goals, man. Yeah. Like we just don't uh, – it's it's getting ridiculous. We're getting no goals out of them. Obviously, Motlop had a couple on the weekend and Dirds won, but it's just in terms of consistency – Every single week, it's always like zeros and ones and two, yeah. you know. Like, um, and I think Matty Owies is that guy. He's that hit-up lead type guy, but also can play good around the ground. I think he kicked three in that first quarter or mm. uh, against the Giants yeah. and got injured or whatever. So yeah. uh, two maybe, but in the week before, he had three and then against the Cats. So yeah. um, he's important to that crew. Yeah, Those little nuggety forwards like Durden and Motlop, they can fight for the footy, push up the ground a little bit higher. Um, and then allow kind of always to have that one-on-one, which I think he can have. So um, important, get, get get goals. I want two goals out of each of them. We win the game if there's two, two, two. Yeah. Or six combined, I'll say. Yeah. I'm putting that on, I'm putting it on them, mate. Challenge to them. Dirds, Mots, and fucking always, mate. Yeah. And <laughs> and more for just their, um, I guess, just an X-factor sort of performance. Because what it is, like Corey Dern, like you would look at those stats and Corey Dern and Jesse Mott have got the two goals. But... They weren't at like they were at no. the crunch time towards. The, I mean, they were at the shitty time, time towards the like junk time. Yeah. So yeah. of course that's when Brisbane Lions were starting to drop their level because they know that they've won the game. So yeah. you kind of like if Corey Dern gets the first goal or Jesse Mott gets the first goal or Matt always gets the first goal and yeah. like takes you know. his jumper, mate, get it around him. Just get around. Him. And this is why he's so important. And this is why I like love Matt Owies. because he gets. Everyone just 
on him. Like he just, I mean, not everyone on him literally, but, <laughs> but just try and really tug the jumper and reignite the, um, just the performance. I guess what we might say on Saturday night is just, just get around him. If he kicks a goal, get around him. Don't let him celebrate on his own. Get around him. That's all yep. I'm asking for. That's all we're asking for. So, of course, before we uh, move into our match predictions, we just want to qu- very quickly touch on who, what, um, who, who, what, who might our sub be. So, I think it could be a very ta- tactical sort of sub. Um, I want to, I want a name from you, Daffy Boy, because I think mine's pretty clear, and I'm going to explain why later on. So, who's your sub if you had to choose it right now? Oh, it's tough. It's tough to think about. Um whether you bring in someone else. It could be, I don't know, there's a, there's a name that's in the corner of my head. I've got one that's certain, but there's one in the corner of my head. He's a big fella. He's, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. Um, I want to say him first. Yeah. This is not my life, but yeah. I'm going to say TDK is a chance. Wow. I'm going to say TDK is a chance. Uh, I don't know. There's something about second half he comes on, dogs are a bit, oh, fuck, he's on, you know, fresh legs. Sec, uh, my actual lock. He just got dropped. He can play multiple positions, half back, half forward, mid. Yeah. Ed Kerner is yeah. going to be the same. Completely spot on. Completely spot on. And interesting about TDK is so, and and I think it's the same conversation. I think Richmond did it, I think, last year when they, of course, played Ivan Soldo as their rugby. Yeah. The and I think they had a small forward or a, um, more like a back pocket, which was injured. So, yeah. small player was coming off. But then uh, Ruckman was coming on. But that was my only thing about... Because I actually looked at TK and I'm like, he could be the sub. But yeah. I just don't know if... And, and of course, we never hope for injuries, but that that is a possibility with this sub. So if, say, a Corey Jordan or a Jesse Motlock comes off with a hamstring injury, or maybe Matt Owies, after he, he gets those injuries and um, after he's coming back from his injury, he might be a little bit tight. And then you bring TK on and then that's when it's three tolls down there, also Silvani down there as well. I don't know. So after saying that, would you reckon – I reckon Ed Kerner is probably the lock. I think he has to be. And, and I'm going to say why. So with Marcus Bontempelli, if he dominates, I yep. would see Ed Kerner come on at halftime. If he, so if Bontempelli has 25 touches at halftime, he's getting off the leash and he's dominating, you can put Ed Kerner on the ground at halftime and, and the third quarter and – Trust that he's going to tag Bottom Pally and limit his um his ball use. So that's why I think Ed Kerner is the perfect sub. Like we like like, like yeah. we speak about Matt Kenny, him being the perfect sub. Is he? Because I reckon no. Ed Kerner would be even better because he yeah. can be that tagger. Matt Kenny can't be a tagger. He's more no. attacking when yeah. Ed Kerner and and we've touched on it the past few weeks where he can be that negative midfielder to try and take time and try and take possessions away from the opposition's best player. And that is Marcus Bontempelli. Yeah. So, of course, match predictions, the last thing that we'll touch on before um, we wrap up the episode. Daffy Boy, I need your best on ground. Point of difference. Winner pass margin. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> uh, best on ground, Adam Saad. Um, yep. I think he's like going to be the game. I think he's been good this season, but I think um, it's going to be the game where the fucking midfield is actually on the same wavelength as, as the bloke when he tries to take on these good kicks. So yeah. uh, hopefully um, him and um, Cicotta, Cicotta, uh provide some runoff of D50. So he's my BOG. Point of difference, 
He's the redhead himself, uh, Matty Cottrell. I feel like he's the point of difference most of the year last year. Yep. I think he was that kind of weapon. He's underrated. No one really knows him from other teams. Obviously, we love him. He's that, obviously, he's Carl through and through um, that bloke. But yeah, no, I think he's going to be the point of difference and maybe kick a couple snags on, on the under the marble roof. Uh, Pato, I wasn't going to tip us. I wasn't going to tip us after probably an hour after last week's game. <laughs> <laughs> But I've turned the corner, <laughs> turned the corner like we all do. Uh, but seriously, uh, I think this is going to be an important game for our season. Yeah. To get going again. I know we've said that the last couple of weeks, but I think this is the one, a very, very winnable game. They're good. Not underrating them whatsoever. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, they're going to make it easy for us, but I think we're going to win by 12 points, Pato at Marvel Stadium. Yeah. And w- so the... The importance of this game is, I I yep. said as where if we can get the win against doggies, we can go and and it's the same thing as in, as St Kilda. Then we beat West Coast. Then we beat Brisbane. <laughs> then we beat, yeah, it's the same thing. But then of course after this week, we've got the Arts <laughs> rivals in Collingwood, and that's going to be it's already sold out. So that's yep. Sunday three twenty, Holden v Collingwood. We have the redemption from last year. Yep, mate. If you can't get up for a game, if you can't get up for that game, I don't know what else you can do as a professional footballer. That is yep. going to be one of the matches of the season, hopefully. And hopefully yep. we get the win, hopefully. <laughs> so, of course, with Carl, there's a lot of hopes, but let's just make it certainty. So, of course, match traditions for me, best on ground, Matt Candy. He's going to absolutely yep. – he's going to say – Michael Voss, I don't give a shit. I'm going to make sure that I'm in this best 22 and he is going to absolutely dominate. I'm calling about 29 touches with two goals. Uh, point mm. of difference, this is a bit off, of course, with Jacob Wiedering maybe being dropped. I've gone Brody Kemp. I've gone yep. Brody Kemp. And I reckon if he has given, if he's given that opportunity to be the second tall or even the number one tall, yep. he could be the point of difference. And he could really... and. What I love about Brody Kemp is how attacking he is. And we spoke about it last episode. Don't don't go in your shell and worry about you making a mistake. That's why you're so effective. If you're yeah. to take the ball on, that's it's why effective. you are effective. It's effective. Yeah. So yes. I I need I just want Brody Kemp to not go into his shell. I don't want him to go back to the Lewis Young. And this is why Lewis Young's good as well, because he yeah. isn't as um attacking. But we need we need different types of defenders. And Brody yeah. Kemp is a different defender. And mm. Wittering and Young are too similar. So that's why I reckon Kemp is quite um he's, he's actually quite valuable to this side. So um I could play spot on. I wasn't even gonna go this week to the game. <laughs> probably, probably like five minutes after there, after the game last night. I might I'll text you saying, like, Duffy, I'm not going to this game. <laughs> Fuck him. But you know what? Win a pass margin, blue baggers by 23 points. Go to the baggers. We don't give it, we don't give a shit about what happened last week. No. To be, realistic, to, be, to be realistic, I think we just need that line in the sand. We've been calling for it the past month. We need that line in the sand of something different. Something different that is similar to last year, but also it's a type of difference where we can be like, wow, they they actually have improved. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, no, they're just the same. They have improved because we need to improve by this much. We literally <laughs> needed one point last year. Why do they need to improve so much? They don't need to change much. They just need to improve by 
3.74%. And that's what they need to get into this final eight. So um, I reckon that was a pretty, I reckon that was a little bit more professional than the last episode. Of course, I think the last episode was a, a little bit raw, a little bit, uh, a lot of swear words, Duffy boy, of course. But um, is there anything else you want to touch on the birthday boy? Uh, just get it done, boys. We need a bit of breath of fresh air because I don't want to be going four and four and one into Collingwood because yeah. I think they will be eight and one heading into our games. No, hopefully uh, just get the win and then uh, we'll obviously build it up pretty big, that game, because we need to get them back. Fuck them. We need to get them back. I'm sick of it. Yeah. And if we beat the dogs and the pie, I mean, this is very... We, <laughs> you watch. We will lose the next two. We'll be like, our season's fucked. But... If we can just get up for this game, this can really reunite our season. And yeah. we, our season's not done. The supporters no, are like, oh my God, we're doomed, mate. We're still in the eight. We're still in the eight. Somehow. And we're not playing somehow, but we're not in the, we're not playing our best football whatsoever. So I'm still optimistic. I don't think, I don't think I'll be as cocky as I usually am about saying, oh no, I can't do this club in that land. I think just right now we need to be more reasonable where we aren't going to be optimistic. We aren't going to be, sure and certain about this club until they give us some certainties back. We are yep. going to go into a game and be like, oh, I hope they play some good football. Show us the good football every single week. That is the limit. It's now yep. exceeding that limit and playing better than what you even knew. Yep. So, I don't know. so I'm really excited for, for this week. So, of course, make sure you're getting down um, 7.30 Marvel. Um, it's a big game this week. Uh, so... Uh, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Um, we just reached, I think, 430 subscribers. Our last episode, we did quite well. Um, I don't know if that was because you guys like to see us go off on a nada <laughs> after a loss. I don't know. But um, I think it's all like it's always a pleasure um, coming on here and doing um, and speaking our mind with this club that we love so much. Um, so, Daft Boy, make sure to have a great day today. Um, happy birthday to you. And as always, to the baggers. Up the baggers. Oh, 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 oh,